Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. One of the great beginnings in music history. Song openings. Certainly acoustic song openings. Would you agree with that, Fort Myers? So I, I like Peter Gabriel. I'm not as familiar with this song. I've only heard it a few times. I'm more of a, a sledgehammer. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That was great stuff. You know? um, this is good. I also forgot my lunch. Can you treat us to lunch? DeFabo's coming in, right? He could probably... DeFabo. Yeah, that's the way he to go. He can save the day. I'll just pay him back. Great idea. Now I don't even thinking. think you, you don't even have to pay him. You're giving him the Joe Starkey rub. What? what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> That's what it's called when someone comes on one of your co-hosts. They initial or they immediately get boosted in terms of their career. All right, maybe he will treat me. To the lunch. Joe Starkey we'll, bump is that yeah, a better bump? I think bump works. We'll, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. All right, let's go out to the Sullivan Super Service Fan Hotline, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing, heating, and air conditioning provider for over fifty years, where we find Stanley Cup champion. Tyler Kennedy. Tyler, I don't know if you heard, but Steige last night was watching uh, Valtteri Pustinen and compared him to one Tyler Kennedy. Do you see yourself there? No, I don't. I was a little tougher than he is, but um, I do like the way he... (laughs) I do like the way he's all over the place. I think he plays with, you know, uh, on his toes. He's gritty, gets in there. I do, I do. I, I, I see a little bit, but I think I played with a little bit more edge than he does. Now, does he, given that, does he still need to play more here, and does he have to stay in the top six to be effective? You know what, being called up, it shouldn't matter where he plays. He should play the same way, like fighting to stay in the lineup is how I see him playing. Is He needs to do whatever it takes to stay in that lineup. He's another guy that's still trying to prove himself that he's an NHL player and not a guy that's going up and down. Um, you know, I, I think I see glimpses of a, a, a guy who can play in the NHL for a while, and then sometimes I'm like, God, you know, he gets back into that, not, you know, just playing vanilla where he's mixing in. You know, I'm, I'm looking for him to kind of separate from that AHL mentality and be a full-time NHLer. Your overall impression of the game last night, Tyler, that was a Canadiens team that had played the day before. Uh, they dominated the first period, and then yeah. Jari sort of stole it. What was your impression of the whole night? Yeah, the first period, I thought it was back and forth. I felt like it was kind of like how the Penguins have been playing the last two games, giving up a lot. Um, but I thought Jari stood on himself. Give him a real chance, what you're looking for again. I think he's playing really well. Give him a chance to win every night. And then the Penguins, once they scored that that first goal, it kind of be like, oh, yeah, we, we, we can play. 
you know, and they end up finding their game and it was lights out after that. I thought they played well. I thought they were creating stuff. I thought they, you know, won the battles they needed to win. I thought they won every 50-50 battles. They, they were physically in charge of the game, which was really nice to see. And it's not easy playing a team, one, that's not the greatest team, and two, that you're expected to win. You know, we were expected to win last night. And that sometimes that's that, that you know that tricks you a little bit, but the Penguins got it done. It was great to see. It was great they got the two points because the New York Islanders lost last night, which was big for the Penguins. That wasn't the Devils' loss, but you know when you're chasing teams, you also have the Wings one. Uh, I think in Colorado, and Washington won. So two of the teams ahead of them won, too. I think Washington lost T.J. Oshie. But that brings up a question, Tyler. All of a sudden, the team that looks most vulnerable in this whole mix to me is Tampa. They're losing left and right, and Vasilevsky's been horrible. And the Penguins, I think, have like three or four games in hand on them, and they're seven points back. Do you see them as vulnerable? Yeah, I do. I, I like. I feel like it hits a lot of teams at different times when you go on those long runs. You know, when you think of last year and the year before, the Penguins they hit a wall around this time last year where they couldn't, they just couldn't find their game. They weren't winning consistently, and I think that's what's happening to Tampa. I think those two years of winning back to back is really starting to affect them. I, I I don't think their their star players are playing as good as they were. Um, Stamkos is getting older. So yeah, I do I do think they're vulnerable. You know, I do think that um they might be a team that's gonna slip dramatically and uh, they're gonna have, you know, troubles making it. You know, again it's gonna be exciting hockey from March on. You know, it's going to be a dogfight right to the end, and that's that's exciting for a fan and looking for, our, you, you know, your own team to play the best they can. All right, Tyler. We have Tyler Kennedy on the Sullivan Super Service fan hotline. We're getting close to the trade deadline here, and Pierre Lebrun reported that outside of the core four, which would be Crosby, Latang, Malkin, and Carlson, that the Penguins are basically listening on everybody. So I'm going to just throw out a name. You tell me whether you would even consider trading this guy. You ready? Wait, Carlson's in the core four. Are you sure? That's what that's what uh, well, Dubas sort of indicated the other day. I don't think he should be. Why don't we start there? Do you think he should be? I don't think so. You know, I don't know if he's done enough to be in that core four. You know, I, I think it's core three right now. You know, and when you think about, it, I would think I would throw Gensel in there as the core four. He, I think he he's proven enough for his time here that he belongs in that elite status on the Penguins. But go ahead, next question. Well, we'll just name some names here, and you tell me whether you would even consider trading this guy. It sounds like Gensel, you wouldn't consider it. Depending on the next two weeks, you know, I'm doing the Kyle Dubas. The next two weeks are going to really determine where he's, if it's worth trading him, if it's the right business decision for the team. Um, again, I'd love to keep him. Carlson. See ya. Wow. Can you elaborate a little on that? Um, no, I, I think he's doing good. I, 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 I enjoy watching him, but 
I don't think he makes or breaks that defense. You know, if you lose a guy like Chris Letang, I think you you add a huge hole. And depending what kind of defenseman you get back, I think you can fill a Carlson spot. So um, that's why I think that. Again, um, I, I think they have their offensive guy with Chris Letang. And that's my kind of my two thoughts on that. I think they can find another guy at a cheaper price that can do just enough to get by. Would you consider trading Brian Rust? Yeah, yeah. Like at this point where the Penguins are at, yeah. Riley Smith? Yes. Marcus Pedersen? Never. Too valuable, too young? Too much upside. When you see his progress over the last two years, talk about a guy that's taken steps to be a leader, to be the next guy in line. That's, uh, again, I, I love the way he plays. He does everything really good. He's jumped, you know, he steps in on offense a little bit. Um, he's a very valuable player back there. And when I say young, he turns 29 next season, but relative to the other players on this team, he might as well be in junior high right now. But they, they do have to sign him uh, before the end of next season. Ricard Raquel, would you consider trading him? Yes. Lars Eller? Yes. Do you think anybody would take Ryan Graves at this point? Is he just miscast here, or is he just not very good? Um, sometimes... Sometimes it's hard to fill it. Like, you know, when you get traded, you never know how it's going to play out. You know, you never know if you're going to have good chemistry with the team. You know, it might be taking them longer than usual. Um, but would I trade him? Yeah, if the right deal came along, yeah, he, he's for sure trade bait right now. And now, to me, maybe other than Gensel, the most interesting cases, and that's the goalies. Jari is still fairly young. He's signed to a very reasonable deal, and he's having a hell of a year, and so is Nedeljkovic having a hell of a year, although he becomes a UFA. And then playing out against this, Tyler, or in the midst of all this, is Joel Bloomquist down in Wilkes-Barre. He'll be 23 next season, and he's having a really good year. So I'll ask you, would you consider trading Jari? No. Nedeljkovic? I don't know how – I don't know that guy – like, I, I haven't heard much on the goalie in the AHL, but I, I think everyone likes his Alex. You know, I think everyone plays well in front of him. I think he's he's a guy that's kind of gelled really well on the team, so no, I wouldn't trade him either. I think I think their tandem in net is kind of what they've been looking for the last couple of years. You know, Jari's played well. They have a guy that comes in that the team feels confident, he knows his role, he gets in there, and he's he seems like he's a great teammate to everyone. No doubt. I guess when I think of him, I'm thinking of that expiring contract at the end of the year um, and wondering in a goalie-starved league if you might get something decent for a, for a rental, you know what I mean? But back to Jari. But I think a guy like that, you know, when you're thinking about a backup goalie, the one thing the backup goalies always want is security playing in the NHL. So I think if you give him a fair price and add it a year or two, you know, that he's going to be here for, you know, more than one year, yeah. I think he would take it. 
you know, that's the one thing with those guys. Again, even with like any third and fourth line guys, when you when you add term to their contracts, not so much about money, but term, mm. they're willing to, you know, at least take a real good look at it because they, they want to stay there and it takes the pressure off them of trying to prove themselves every year. Like the one thing I hated was like when I, I used to sign two-year contracts and it's like after the first year you'd play and you'd feel good because you knew you are getting another contract. Then you're under the gun the next year, you know. So I always wanted a longer term deal, which which helped, you know. Again, I'd sign up for a lot less if I had longer term. Yeah, that makes sense. Actually, a lot of sense. Now with Jari, to me, I I could see it both ways here. Like if you traded him right now, I think you you would trade him at the absolute height of his powers. You know what I mean? You'd definitely be selling high. And I think he could bring back something really good. And and there's teams out there that really need goalies. You see guys like Soros and Jake Allen on the market, John Gibson, maybe people like that. So your your case for keeping Jari is what? That he's still fairly young and, and he's playing great? Yeah. Um, I think I think the one thing is when things were going tough, some goalies fold for the rest of the year. Like he had a tough two and a half months and he turned his whole season around, which was that inner confidence. Good goalies have, you know, they don't have a full bad year. He turned his year around. So I think he's proven that he, he can be in a starter and a really good start in the NHL. And again, if you, if you, if you get rid of Jari, you might as well get rid of Gensel too. So that that's how I think. Because if you're going to get something really good for Jari, you're going to get something really good for Gensel, which means you're all, you're you're rebuilding. You're you're not looking for next year, the year after. You're you're looking long term. As you mentioned that the Gensel thing, I'm just reading a piece on ESPN here by Emily Kaplan, where one rival executive told her that quote the Gensel asking price is ridiculous that the Penguins are looking for multiple first-round picks or a first-round pick and equivalent in top prospects or roster players. What do you think of that ask? Is that is that a reasonable ask or no? A younger player can play with the best players in the NHL and produce, won two Stanley Cups, scored 40 goals in the NHL. Like, he, he deserves one to get paid to back up the Brinks truck and unload it. And two, if they're going to trade them, yeah, you're, you're going to want a lot of, you're going to want a lot of ass back because you're giving up a guy that could be the future captain of the Pittsburgh Penguins. You know, again, he's, he's played with Sidney Crosby, which pretty much he's been mentored by one of the best players ever to play. You're going to learn a lot about leadership through him. And once Sid leaves, you would think if he's on that deal, he would be taken over. So yeah, you, you're you're asking card for Jake Gensel is unbelievably a lot. Back to the goalies, Tyler, to finish up here. Flurry might be on the market. Uh Jake Allen, as I said, Soros out in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Jacob Markstrom to New Jersey deal apparently got close. And didn't happen. The Devils have to get a goalie. But what about Flurry? 
right now? Can he still play? Could he help a team? Could he help a team like the Devils? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I I think Flower would be a great, at this time in his career, he's a guy that's going to come in, he can steal a couple big games, but I don't think... Flurry is your answer. You know what I mean? Like, he's not young. I don't know if he can play that many games back-to-back and take you on a long run. Well, I think – do I think he's still valuable on a team where he's going to steal games? Yes. But that And would I think he help a team like the Devils? Yes, because that would be an improvement from what they have. But for a team like the Penguins – I don't think he's going to come in and be the answer or anything like that. So again, I think Flower still has a couple, maybe one or two more years of playing and being productive. But to be an NHL starter in a league, goalie in the league, I'm not sure if he's still there. Tyler, I appreciate the time. Great stuff as always. I'll see you, man. Thanks, guys. Tyler Kennedy, how about that appearance today? You, See ya you, was you, the response to Eric Carlson. Yeah. See ya. And I See remember ya. he was one of the guys that was – everyone was so excited about getting Carlson. And I still think in retrospect, the guys that got rid of, you know, you can't really say it was a bad trade. But right. he was one of the guys who was very skeptical from the very beginning. Tyler Kennedy frequently said, I don't know that it's going to work out. And it hasn't. I think that's very, very clear. And I – I loved his reaction because that was mine when it seemed like Dubas is incorporating Carlson as an untouchable in the core four. Why? For, for what reason? And in trading him, and he has a, he has a full no-movement clause, but like any contract, like a, like a college coach's contract in basketball and football, they were written to be broken. So you want to go chase a cup? You know, you want to go play with, uh, I don't know, just pick pick a team, Connor McDavid, go chase a cup with him. Somebody, you know, out there, I'm sure there would be a market for him. And if all you got was all that cap space open, I think at this point for the Penguins, that would be a good thing. Well, I wonder if there's teams that can take on that much. I think the Penguins might have to take some bad contracts in return, and they might not want to do that since yeah, they I mean, got rid you'd, of them. You'd have to come come out of it way in in the good on the contract, even if you had to pick up some. And I think some is already being picked up by the Sharks. But the moral of that story is, why is he untouchable? For what reason would that be? And Tyler pretty much said every other player outside of, uh, you know, the, the big three should be tradable, except for Pedersen. He said never. And he, he didn't like the idea of trading either goalie either. I like the idea of dealing one of them. Because the kid's ready to play almost in Wilkes-Barre, it would, it would seem, right? Yeah, with Nedeljkovic, I, I think you say, you know, we could keep him around for f- a few more years, certainly, but I don't know that he's ever going to be the number one, certainly not, you know, a long-term answer in goal. 
So if you think you can get some value for him now and open up a spot as well for the the next goalie that maybe could be the number one, it makes sense. But I think it would be very risky to trade Jari right now because then you might go years and years without having an answer in goalie. Well, hopefully it would be the kid in Wilkesbury, that Bloomquist. That would be that would be the hope. Yeah, it would be a risk. I just feel like if you're going to get stuff back that you that you you know, he mentioned he wanted to get younger so that you want to build with while still keeping the older guys here, your big three or big four. In order to get something, you got to give something, you know, and and in goal, if that kid is going to be ready, I would certainly consider it. Let's put it that way. In a goalie-starved league, I think people would give you a very nice package in return. And I also feel like with both the Penguins goalies, you'd be selling very high right now. And I don't know, a year from now, is the goaltending going to be this good? I don't know about that. Nadelkovich is having a really good season. He is. He was in the minor leagues last year. Right. It's a very mercurial position. It's like a closer in baseball. You know, and right now those two entities are hot and the Penguins are pretty much now in full trade mode or getting very close there. So you had one and one. By the way, if you had told me at the beginning of the year that Sid, Gino, Tanger, and Carlson would play every one, every single one of the first 54 games and the Penguins were going to get excellent goaltending. And then you said, you told me, I know for a fact both those things are going to happen. Where do you think the Penguins will be? I legitimately would have said challenging for the number one seed in the East. That's what I would have said. And I just think it's such an indictment of coaching. I really do. I mean, injuries are no excuse. Goaltending's no excuse. You could use some of those things to defend teams of Sully's recent past. You can't this year. Now, last year, Gino and Sid played every game, too. So that was a bit of an, of an indictment as well. But come on, man. Your team's basically healthy. Yeah, everybody has injuries. Some of your bottom six, things like that. But you're getting good goaltending. Your best players are playing every game. And you're sitting where you're sitting. Let's talk to Ray Fittipaldo next. Fan text line brought to you. Oh, no, I'm sorry. The 50-minute mark on the fan brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Jeep Dodge Route 19. Peters Township celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. Mike DeFabo going to join me at noon, but Ray Fittipaldo is next. And I want to ask him. He, in his last mock draft, identified the guy that I really want the Steelers to take. But we had Ryan Wilson on yesterday, and he identified a different guy who plays a very different position. So I'm going to ask Ray what he thinks of Wilson's pick for the Steelers. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Check out special financing for qualified buyers on new Silverado 1500 trucks. Cloudy with some rain and a high of 50.